0: I'm Dr. Gene Hensler, and you're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. For more than 25 years, my associates and I have been providing straightforward, no-nonsense advice for your financial questions. Email us at drgenehensler.com. That's d r g e n e at h e n s s l e r dot com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally
1: aired Saturday, December 16th, 2017. Economic freedom. The excessive, the excessive, excessive decline, decline in the dollar. In the dollar.
0: Late rally on Wall Street. To Growing the economy. Growing the economy. Welcome.
2: Yeah. This is Money Talks.
0: Good morning. Good morning. You're listening to Money Talks. Atlanta's longest-running, most-respected money show on radio. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Jennifer Thomas with the big smile on her face. Hello. There you go. And uh, Casey Smith.
3: How you doing, Troy?
0: Doing great. Uh, Both of you guys have your CFP, right? That is correct. This is true. True statement. There we go. So y'all are uh, certified to answer any and every financial question ever of. Is that correct? Kind uh, Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
3: All right. Cool. KC.
2: KC is KC? able yep. to do that. All right. So uh, my
3: we'll... Google is, is loaded. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: There you go. All right. Well, uh, as we always do, uh, looking over the markets over the last week, um, you can see, just as I said, the market was going to be up. And it is 0.69%.
3: Somebody told me you're right like two-thirds of the time. Is that true?
0: I'm I'm right at least two-thirds of the time. Right, which you is,
3: should go to Vegas.
0: Oh well, yeah, if I was right in Vegas two-thirds of the time, <laughs> it would be a whole He lot wouldn't different. be here. He wouldn't be here. That's, that's right. Uh, well, the odds are stacked against you in that house, and uh, they're stacked for you when you're investing in the equities markets. Um, over the long term, we know that uh, the market is up a little better than 10.5% or thereabouts on an annual basis, so, uh, why wouldn't you do it? As yeah. long as we've got, uh, long as we've got, um, inflation, the market is positive. Um, anyway, we, uh, uh, you'll have to excuse me for that, that brief intermission. Um, that was my phone going off. Ever uh-huh. heard that before? <laughs> anyway, our, uh, producer just slapped me in the back of the head and, uh, I might deserve back on course here, it. yeah, I might deserve it, who knows, uh but anyway, like i say markets uh markets are generally positive and and the big reason behind that is uh uh inflation as as long as inflation's up, earnings are up, earnings are up, your uh investment should be worth theoretically more, and uh the equities market's the best way to to beat that inflation right uh speaking of which we got uh, information this week on two indicators of inflation uh one of which was uh, <clears throat> producer price index. Uh, it's showing that uh, we had a 0.4% increase in November. Uh, it's kind of a, a early indicator of inflation. Uh, it's the, the prices that uh, producers are uh, incurring in their inputs. And uh, like I say, it was up 0.4%. We look at uh, CPI, consumer price index, uh, which was up uh, 0.1% in uh, November, year-on-year basis, that's 2.2%. You take out the the uh, vol- volatile pieces, easy for me to say, volatile pieces uh, of that, which are energy and uh, food, food. <laughs> and you got 1.7%. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway.
3: Still not a whole lot of inflation and- out there, Troy, even though the Fed did decide to uh, raise rates again. Absolutely, Um, but they're—I guess—they're banking on the fact that they think we're at full employment or
0: pretty close to it.
3: Four point one percent.
0: I would think we are at full employment too. Uh, Most economists think around five percent. So we're below that but still kind of around
3: if you're truly at full employment though you would expect that you'd start to see some more inflation right
0: you would and and it would be in labor costs right um i mean that's that's where it is uh, it is strange casey you bring it up uh, the fed added another quarter of a point to our overnight lending rate yeah it's kind of the the benchmark that the yield curve is set on uh if you look at what we got in um real market rates it was uh positive across the board we got it's always slight it's inching higher, but it was uh not a steepening of the curve, not uh what you would expect if financials do well um, but instead, it was kind of an across the board move higher in uh interest rates uh still not enough to to uh boost most of your high quality uh yield uh, high quality yields on mm-hmm. uh, uh
4: Fixed Bonds income to, investments, or right,
2: yeah. they're just, you know, I mean, you look at how many years we've had really low rates since '05,
0: 06, yeah, yeah,
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
2: and uh, it, it's still kind of
0: one of those those pieces that confounds mm-hmm. us. Uh, and and when you look at it, it's it's nearly impossible to get in a high quality bond, nearly right. impossible to beat inflation. So makes it uh, uh, all the more difficult. Um,
2: yeah, so yeah, you either have to go out, you know, longer maturities or you're looking at trying to do something more risky uh, to get that yield in a fixed income investment. Or yeah. you
3: go to the equity markets, which or, is what Right, we've seen which, you, which is what we've seen. A lot seen. of people do mm-hmm. as well, yeah, especially the dividend, dividend-paying
2: stocks.
0: Right. dividend-paying. Right. Absolutely. Uh, when you look through the sectors this week, um, information technology year-to-date still – By and large, uh, the big winner, 38.96. You know, I look back at this, uh, back to uh, the true market inflection, which was the election of 2016. And would you believe information technology and financials are about neck and neck from that period? But you look uh, year-to-date for uh, financials, they're only up 20.66%. I say only. Uh, You know, that's slightly lower than the overall market at 20.89% as we speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, what happened was in uh, the uh, information technology, companies didn't participate for the first month and a half of this uh, pretty significant rally that we've had over the past year plus at this point.
3: Um, Well, interesting to me is that you've got two sectors that are negative for the year, telecom and energy. Everything else is positive double digits. So I mean it's kind of an interesting dichotomy there. I mean obviously the energy can be explained by a, a supply, you know, issues there, whether it's right. uh, you know related to OPEC or or the fracking and sure. oversupply p- potentially.
0: And we got more news on that this week. We see supply rose a slight bit. Right. Yeah.
3: Um, telecom though is a little bit surprising. I guess. I mean I, I don't know what the why it's so different than every other sector in the economy. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough draw? to
0: get your mind wrapped around what is going on in telecom. The one thing I will say it's only about five or six stocks yeah. that uh, that make up that index for the S&P 500. So we're talking about uh the main ones, the two that really dominate, AT&T. Verizon AT&T. and AT&T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. AT&T more so than Verizon and uh um, you know, it's uh it, right now it's just not the space. We got some news on that this week. Uh, net neutrality looks like it's been wiped out um, from the uh, uh, from a, a situation from the Obama era. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's folks that uh, say that's not a good thing, but I believe for those telecommunication companies, it's actually a positive. Uh, they can throttle who they want and uh, allow everyone else uh, and and their own content to go uh, without any of that. So. Uh, bit of a you know, strange situation, especially for the consumer. But uh, anyway, all things considered, we got information technology still leading the way. On the week, uh, it was, uh, like I say, I mentioned financials, and, and they, they uh, seemed to bounce higher in fits and spurts. But uh, this week they were negative 0.43%. Uh, Utilities were down 56 basis points, and uh, materials were down 61 as well. Telecom. Speaking of, yeah. Yeah, the big leader on the week. Yeah, there's
2: still a possibility they could both end up positive (laughs) for the year.
0: (laughs) Health care was up one and a quarter, and consumer discretionaries were spending our money uh, 1.21% higher in the week. Um, We do have some more economic news. Uh, We got started with it. One of the big pieces we heard on the week, uh, employment situation, we got that – the uh, first Friday of the month, just like every other in uh, payrolls advanced 228,000 more jobs in uh, November. Uh was expected to have 195,000. So anytime you beat the expectations, it's a good thing, especially if you're beating in uh, its expansion area. I think we need about 127,000 jobs added per month in order to keep up with uh, population growth. So um, that, too, is good news. Uh, University of Michigan consumer sentiment survey slid 1.7 points to ninety six point eight but if you look a little deeper the uh, current conditions actually strengthened uh, so it must be the uh, um, the expectations that uh, that weren't as as strong so uh, all things considered it's still a pretty high number at 96 point eight uh, get into wholesale trade inventory build took a large step back uh, it's one of the things that Folks have been watching pretty closely. Uh, usually, you build inventory when you expect uh, growth to be stronger, and uh, that uh, doesn't seem to be happening at this point. So, um, other than that, like I said, the the uh, two uh, inflation indices uh, were probably the big news, and then the Federal Open Market Committee news out of uh, out on the week. We uh, all, all things considered, it's kind of a weird situation. No inflation. They don't see any inflation, but we're going to raise rates. Raise anyway. rates anyway. Yeah. I, uh, you make sense out of that one for me, please. It's
3: full employment. That's why it they're trying to get, a, get ahead of it.
0: I, well, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of folks that say that uh, it's easy to fall behind when it comes to fighting inflation. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Money Talks. Don't touch that dial. This week uh, from the medical field, Um, I mean, you guys tell me I may lead more of a sheltered life than I thought, but uh, I was reading through strange and uh, interesting news this week and ran across something from Britain. This was reported uh, by NPR. A doctor uh, stepped down from his position, a surgeon, uh, for branding his initials
2: in a patient's liver so he yeah, yeah he carved his initials in someone's liver I don't know if you could say carved
0: he used a, <laughs> a device that actually is is used normally to uh, cauterize blood vessels okay. so
2: it was kind of so a he threw it on there he tattooed it yeah. on there yeah
0: and uh, they say these normally heal and go away but uh, Simon Bramhall 53 uh, of Britain uh, Actually, was known to have done this. Now, the piece that and how
2: did how did they discover that he did this?
0: Uh, well, the patient that caused this to be discovered actually had some complications after the surgery, so they had to open him back up. And like I say, it normally heals and goes away. You couldn't tell it, but uh, in this case, it hadn't healed yet. I guess. Ah. Uh, so his initials SB were found to have been burned. Branded how do you, you want to say I thought say. you
3: were gonna say that uh, Hannibal Lecter <laughs> got to this person and ate his liver with some fava beans and an nice chianti. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, no. That and would turned be in. a lot more macabre. <laughs> but the thing that's strange to me is there Why are, would
2: you ever think to do that?
0: I don't know, but he is not the first, believe it or not.
2: Ah in two thousand.
3: Ain't Maybe this doctor. common practice. I'm not a doctor. Well, I was going to say, there's, no.
2: you, you would think it would have been discovered before they had to reopen this person because there obviously have to be other people in the room, right? Nurses. That's my point. There are
0: lots of other people in the room. Yeah. They would watch him do this, and he was bold enough to do it and move on without any sort of an issue.
2: Oh, okay.
0: I, that's, that's a pretty bold move. But, uh, yeah, a doctor out of New York in 2000. Uh, allegedly carved his initials into a woman's abdomen after her C-section.
2: Now that, yeah, I mean
0: that's a little weird because you would probably see that, but. Oh, um, uh, you think that's weird? How about 2010? A gynecologist in California allegedly branded a woman's name on her own uterus.
3: Her own name? Yeah, was
0: her
2: name.
1: name.
0: Well, I so guess the, the doctor wants the he. Yeah. I
2: mean the she. Sorry.
0: Well, it doesn't. So it says a woman's name on her own uterus. So oh. her name on her, her name uterus. on her uterus. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is taking a turn I never expected. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's bizarre. This is not this is not dog of the week. This is just weird. This is Ripley's Believe It or Not. Well,
0: <laughs> anyway, I um
2: I guess I won't bore you with any more I mean, details. I, I will tell you. I mean, if the bu- If I was having a liver transplant and he was a great surgeon and he saved my life and he wanted to put his initials on my liver, I really wouldn't care.
0: You know what, Jennifer? You are not alone because one of the individuals (laughs) that was uh, a patient of Dr. Bramhall Uh uh, was asked about the same situation. And he basically said, you know what? He saved my life. I don't care what he did beyond that. Yep. Uh, you know it didn't cause me any further complications and right. all as well now yeah. it's not clear and i don't believe that is the case it's not clear whether or not this patient who
2: actually had to be reoperated yeah. on it was caused by that yeah i i don't get the feeling that it was okay. but anyway either way
0: kind of a weird little tidbit of news um hope you enjoyed that i i did
3: yeah well that's going that's going to well. make our next topic a little less exciting <laughs> well I'm not going to lie. <laughs>
0: Sorry, Casey, uh, Mr. Excitement. We just steal I, the uh, thunder. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it to you, but uh, we do have something to talk about beyond this, right? We do. We right. do.
2: Modified adjusted gross income is not exciting to you?
3: And Medicare. <laughs> Come on. There will leave go. that part out.
0: Does Medicare pay for the doctor branding his initials? And now, now
3: you're just setting me up here because I, I have no idea. I'm just asking <laughs> questions. I don't know the answer either, Casey. Well, that's something we'll have to... Well, stay tuned for next week's show. (laughs) You're
0: going to call him and see? We'll have to
3: ask that question.
2: I think he has a lot of time on his hands. He could probably answer the question.
0: Yeah. yeah. Why not? See you next week. That's right. All right. So So,
3: our uh, situation here, we've got Jose and Megan, 67 and 69, uh, received advice from their tax preparer. They should take steps to reduce their modified adjusted gross income. So we're going to... Have a little conversation here about what what does that exactly mean and why? What are the benefits of reducing it? I guess, um, you know, basically modified adjusted gross income is looked at a couple of different ways, um, depending on what you're trying to calculate it for. Um, so a lot of times you have to add back certain items of income, foreign income, foreign housing deductions, student loan deductions, IRA contribution deductions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, did you just
0: et cetera I did financial et
3: cetera oh wow, um so, and you said this was gonna be exciting i i am getting there, okay, good, let me finish all right <laughs> <laughs> so uh so why what's the biggest the biggest complaint I guess that I get from clients surrounding modified adjusted gross income is they call me up and say, about this time of year too, hey, got a letter from social security, my payment has been reduced. And I'll say, well, what do you mean? Well, and then they read it off, and it's because their income has risen to a level, their modified adjusted gross income, to where their Medicare premiums have gone up. Um, So just to give you an idea, for 2015, uh, married filing joint, $170,000 in modified adjusted gross income or less, um, Medicare premium was the standard premium, $134 a month. Part D, there was no adjustment for Part D. So you paid $134, you got Part B, Part D. If you're modified, adjusted, gross, Maggie was 170 or less.
0: It's Maggie, not Magi?
3: I don't know. Some people say Magi. Okay. Tomato, tomato. Okay. And I was just wondering. I prefer I know, Maggie.
0: I know that play is, is on right now at Theater in the Square in Marietta. The <laughs> oh, gift yeah? of the Magi. And I thought that's what we were going to talk about, but this is a lot more exciting. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't go that way.
3: We'll have to take a field trip to yeah, see, well, see the play. Maybe, I, we maybe this is what it's about. It, I don't know.
0: It very well could be.
3: Um, so starting at one hundred and seventy thousand to two hundred fourteen thousand, it goes up. You know, fifty bucks or so uh, for twenty sixteen. So the way it works is they look at your twenty. They look two years back for your current year's Medicare premium. So for twenty eighteen, it'll be based on your twenty sixteen Maggie Magi modified adjusted gross income. Um, Thanks
0: for appeasing me once
3: again. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, so one of the things that, that I noticed when looking at the table is they've adjusted the the bracket. So if you made um you know two hundred and fourteen thousand uh in twenty fifteen, you were in the two hundred and sixty seven dollar and ninety cent Medicare premium bracket. Um that, that went from two hundred and fourteen thousand to three hundred and twenty thousand in 2016 it went from 214,000 only to 267,000 so they reduced the level at which you hit the the next bracket which is $348.30
2: so but you know a lot of this what happens is you know or what we see with our clients if the market's up like it is right now yep. like you know you've had a we've had a really good year
1: no doubt and
2: so if we're selling things either because Um, we feel like there's something better out there to be invested in or just the um, sheer fact that a position's grown to a larger part um, than we would want them to hold as part of their portfolio, then we are, you know, we sell those shares and which causes – capital gains, right?
3: God forbid we take capital gains.
2: So capital gains then is part of your income. Yes. So this the, uh, so there are, you know some things you can control, some things you can't control. So we'll talk about the things that you can control, which is like capital gains. If you You know, if you know that it's close to the end of the year and you might want to sell a position, you can always wait and choose to do it in the following year. Right. Um,
0: Then you uh, might have the ability to manage that away as the Mm year goes on.
2: You can also look to see if there are losses to take against gains so that you can reduce down your gain exposure. Um, But sometimes you just simply can't control it to a certain extent. Or you might
3: not want to let the tax impact Tax tail wag the dog. Decision. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. And we say that all the time. I but know. I mean, it's a very valid point. Um, so yeah, the,
0: the point of investing is to make money, right? And I when you make money, you're probably going to have some taxes yeah. here and there. You can manage the timing of right. the tax. But uh, ultimately, we still believe it's a good idea to have an awesome portfolio, as, as awesome as you can have at any given time, right?
2: That's Absolutely. Correct, and we don't want to see people overweighted in particular stocks, or you know, or just holding on to something for the sheer you know that we don't necessarily think is going to do well. Yeah, um, just
0: just to avoid mm-hmm, taxes. Yeah, right.
2: the other thing that you can look at is like in this case, you said he's sixty-seven, she's sixty-nine. Yeah. Um, in our case study that we're looking at, they have about four million dollars in retirement accounts. Next year, she will be 70, either next year or the following year, she's going to be 70 and a half.
3: Yeah, then you can't start, can, you can't control. Your Correct. You now they're making mandatory,
2: mandatory withdrawal. withdrawals. But prior to getting to that age, you know, some one of the things that we do, especially if you're somebody who has very large retirement accounts, if you've retired and you have a period of time between, your retirement date and when you have to take mandatory withdrawals. One of the things that you can do is pull some money out of your retirement accounts if your income's low enough yep. to be getting it in lower tax brackets and to help with your modified adjusted gross income going forward.
3: Exactly.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, take a real quick break and uh, we'll come back answer some questions for those of you that sent them in. You're listening to Money Talks. Stick around.
1: start reading about the cost of having a baby. When you start reading about the cost of having a baby, you learn about the cost of sending that baby to college and immediately start saving all your money in a 529 plan. When you save all your money in a 529 plan, you save no money in your 401K, thinking your son will get a business degree from Harvard and take care of you in retirement. When you think your son will take care of you in retirement, he changes majors and gets a degree in jazz studies. When he gets a degree in jazz... studies, He moves back home with you, and you have to support him. When you have to support him, you don't get to retire. Don't be forced to work through retirement to support your jazz-loving adult son. Stop investing without a plan, an upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. We're back.
0: I'm Troy Harmon here with Jennifer Thomas and Casey Smith, and we're talking about... Magi, Maggie, the gift of the Magi, I don't really know how to get back into this, Casey. So maybe you can help me out a little bit. But you did have a point or two more to make about uh, uh, the subject before we leave for other questions, right?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to kind of bring out the point again. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, this has an impact on other areas besides Medicare premiums and Social Security. Uh, which we won't go into today, but there are benefits to reducing your modified adjusted gross income. So I don't want to play it off like it's completely that their tax preparer doesn't know what they're talking about because there are definitely some benefits there. Um, However, if you're looking at it from a Medicare premium standpoint, I just ran some quick numbers just to see. So if you were in the exact same AGI uh, for modified AGI, rather for 2015 and 2016, um, you know the difference in cost on an annual basis between these two policies. Between if you were in that bracket that I was talking about that that was split, the difference between um, the the two tiers is about twelve hundred dollars a year. If you were in the lowest bracket compared to the highest bracket, it's forty four hundred dollars a year. Now that's not insignificant. That's real money, but your difference in income would be at least $85,000 on 4400 So you're paying $4,400 more in Medicare premiums, but you had $85,000 more in income. That would be if you're a single filer, you know, between 85000 or 80000 and 165000 So just wanted to say it's like 5%. I mean, it's not – it's, uh, not a money it's not huge. It's not a huge dollar amount when you th- consider that you have got that extra income
0: relative so, to the other income.
3: Exactly.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. So, if
3: it's a capital gain standpoint, you're gonna you're, are you gonna sacrifice, you know, eighty thousand dollars in capital gains, so you don't have to pay an additional four thousand dollars in Medicare premiums? I wouldn't.
2: No. Uh, you know, but again, you can look at timing of things, and you know, there are things that you can do to try to. Um, help your situation. Just be mindful of it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, like you know, again, like if you're at the end of the year, it might not be the time that you want to take a a gain if you're, um, you know, if it's a week away from January first.
3: Yeah, and just trying to coordinate with your tax preparer, making sure that mm-hmm. they know what your gain situation is as you approach the end of the year. Right. So it's just a, a sort of a year in planning, um, idea. Be yeah. in touch with your your tax. Pre- preparer and your financial planner and investment manager, make sure everybody's working in in unison and on the same page.
0: Right, yeah, um, and kind of to follow on to that point, um, Jennifer, one of the good reasons that uh, that we know it's, it can be wise to kick that tax can down the road a little mm-hmm. bit is it's like this year, the S&P 500's up 20%, right? A little right. better than 20%, and still about a quarter of the 500 companies about 125 of the companies in that S&P 500 have negative returns.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It also points to the reason that you diversify your portfolio. If you had owned just a, one or two of those companies, obviously you would have had a, a pretty foul year relative to the index. Uh, but again, you know, you're, there's probably something in your portfolio on a given year that you can mm-hmm trade to uh, lower your tax um, situation if you have losses. And this is a great time of year to talk talk about that right. sort of thing, too. So anyway, uh, if you've got questions for us, uh, financial questions, uh, you can reach us um, at 770-429-9166. That's our uh, direct line. You can get a human being on that one. If you uh, just want to call, leave your uh, message on our hotline. Uh, we'll play it and answer it right behind that. Uh, it's one 429 9166 You can also email us at drjean at That's spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R. And you can also go to our website, hensler.com, and uh, find answers to your own questions. If, uh, if they're broad enough and general enough, we do have uh, quite a bit of information on the website that, uh, that you could source. And, um, you know, if you, uh, if you have those questions, reach out to us. We'd love to answer some of your questions on the air. And uh, speaking of that, we have quite a few today. Uh, why don't we start with Marcus from Kennesaw, who writes, uh, I wanted to get your opinions on NetEase, an interactive online content community in China. I bought it back in April. Uh, it seems to be having a good run have I just got lucky, or can I continue to enjoy this pick? Well, <clears throat> Marcus, it, uh, uh, it is one of those that, that we don't follow, uh, net ease, the ticker N-T-E-S, but uh, it it's had some pretty significant growth, uh, five-year earnings growth, 27%, uh, expected to continue growing at about 17%. Uh, you look at the P-E ratio, it's about 20. Uh, you know, all things considered, it doesn't look really expensive, one of the big things, uh, that I, I'm a bit fearful of here is the fact that it's uh, Chinese. And um, by that, uh, there's there's uh, some skeptics on uh, the numbers that you get out of some of these Chinese companies, um, and I guess I belong to that group. Uh, but all things considered, if you look um, at what it's done so far, a five-fold increase since 2013, it's pretty significant. It might be time uh, to go ahead and take your gains and get back on the sidelines. I noticed that uh, of the analysts that follow the company stock, uh, their their uh, opinion of where the price would be in 12 months is $315, which is about 3.2% below where it is today.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, with that being the case, I think it would probably be safe to say, uh, you know, you could. Take your gains and, and uh, go find you something else to purchase. But uh, again, you know, I look at uh, I look at all the details, the fundamentals, and uh, it, you know, it's done well. It doesn't look horribly expensive, but at the same time, I'm just a skeptic. Uh, Here's one for you guys. Uh, we've got Sydney from Atlanta says, uh, my company just filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. That's got to be unsettling. Uh, I work for a national company with locations across 90 cities in the U.S. Uh, locally, we're doing fine, but I guess on a bigger scale, the company is in debt. Uh, what does this mean for me as an employee, and do I have to worry about my job or my 401K? Um, as an employee, yeah, I think I think your job could potentially be in jeopardy. The difference between a... A bankruptcy that might cause that, and what they're dealing with, uh, uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcy is a reorganization. So uh, there is hope that the company can uh, can change things around, recharacterize some of their debt, uh, pay it off. If they're incapable of paying off the debt, in the end, uh, the company could be shut down. Um, so you know it's it's not the best of situations. However, the, the good 401k, news is on
3: the 401k side. I mean that is protected by our friend Arissa. Employee Retirement Income Security Act, right, uh, basically protects 401k plans. Uh, basically, does not let you let the company have access to your 401k plan. To, they can't use that money to pay off debts of the company or anything like right. that. Um, so that it's all held in trust for your benefit and it's your money. Um, so you you likely will not lose, you know, your contributions or the vested contributions of your employer. Um, but if they do reorganize and they're able to you know keep the doors open, you know they may cut back your your uh, match if you're getting a match they may you know use that to help fund the operations right um, and those are the kind of things that we would see yeah, yeah. If, if I you mean you could you
2: know you might not see salary increases for a while you know yeah. all kinds of there i mean there are some impacts even without losing your job. That you know could, could happen be negative mm-hmm. economically
0: for you. Yes, Correct. absolutely. Yeah. So uh, all things considered, I think uh, you know our consensus is the 401k is is safe as far as what you've put in so far. You might not get as much match, um, and you know at the same time, uh, it, it's surely not the most ideal of situations to be working for a company that uh, uh, that is in bankruptcy protection, so, you know, it's not the growth that you would really want. The best position is being in a, a growing industry and mm-hmm. in a growing company and uh, you expanding your knowledge and, and abilities at the same time. So, uh, yes. you know, if you with have the, a With the
3: market being where it is, I mean, it's a, kind of surprising to see chapter, chapter 11. There's not as many of them as, as there right. are. That know, is true. I mean, it's something
2: times. that you would want to follow as much as you could and, you know, try to stay on top of where the company is you know, update your resume, make sure that you're, you know, yeah, you, you able would, to go out and market yourself. You have options, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that would be a, a great idea. And even if it wasn't
0: a 401k, if if you're talking about a uh, an old um uh defined benefit retirement plan, uh, they're protected by regulators as well. And uh, you know, quite often uh we get that question, is my retirement safe? My company's dealing with this or that, and I have a, a you know, a benefit package that uh, uh, is is different than a 401k. And most of the time, the answer there is, yeah, they're safe too. So, uh, you know, the regulators try to to uh, protect a lot of that as well. So, uh, let's take another quick break, and we'll be right back with Money Talks. Listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon here with uh, Casey Smith and Jennifer Thomas. Uh, We're answering your financial questions. Uh, If you need to contact us, you have a question, uh, we'd love to be able to entertain it uh, on the air, 770-429-9166, or you can call our question hotline, 1-855-429-9166. We've got a question about a very... Common topic these days Uh, from Aaron in Midtown. He says, uh, if the tax reform passes, what do you think we can expect from the markets? Uh, The year-to-date rally has been phenomenal. I can't imagine a repeat of this year. Well, you know, 2013, the market was up 32%, and there was no hope in sight of any sort of regulation. So, um, you know, we had a a bit of a different situation then. The valuations weren't uh, quite what they are. But uh, we've talked all this year about the fact that – Tax reform and other regulatory reforms are, are what have been driving this rally, uh, and we believe that it would continue just depending on what we see. So uh, it's really not exactly clear what uh, what the final tax plan is going to be. I know some of the news was uh, leaked this week uh, talking about a 21 percent top tax bracket for corporations, 37 uh, percent for individuals, a uh, lot's been made of who pays what? And, uh, you know, some say that uh, the uh, top taxpayers are getting a break. Some say the middle class is going to have to pay more. Uh,
3: yeah, it's still it's still a little bit uncertain as to what the outcome is going to be from an individual standpoint. I think it definitely benefits corporations right. if they get it done. Uh, and, you know, the, the question that we've had up until recently has been, well, what happens to the market if it doesn't pass? Because it looked right. kind of shaky there for a while. Looks like now there's a much better chance of them right. getting some type of reform through.
0: And when that was re, when that was announced, when it was reported, we didn't see the market jump huge. Yeah. So I believe that a lot of it's already kind of baked into the into the
3: equation. Yeah, but I mean, even looking at fundamentals of these companies, and and as stu- Troy, you've been studying this all year, and it's while the probably uh, there's a good bit of the the market uh, that has priced in tax reform already. Right. Some of this growth that we've seen since the Trump election has been based on fundamentals of these companies just sure selling more products and, and earnings growing. growing their earnings. Right. And it's even gotten to the point where they're growing their earnings n- not artificially, you know, they've right. been been able to do it by increasing sales growth not just by, right. dri- by driving the bottom line higher for through. a
0: long time from the bottom of the market we had uh, more or less flat uh, no growth in uh, in revenue, but you would see these companies becoming more and more lean. And to your point, Casey, we've been seeing somewhere between uh, 3 and 6% uh, top-line growth across the market yeah. as a whole. Uh, when you look at the information technology, it's a point that I've made several times on the air. Uh, earnings have been awesome. Yeah. yeah.
3: And so while some of the, the stock appreciation has probably got – the Trump bump <laughs> effect yeah. from just being, you know, the like we talked about, reduced regulation, tax reform, all those positive things for the economy. Um, just the fundamentals of the companies is what's causing the price to go higher more than anything. So whether or not they pass tax reform, I, I would expect that the market to continue to operate off the fundamentals. Um, that's I mean, what, we, that's least, what
0: we actually prefer for yeah, sure. In
3: the long term, that's what you would expect. I guess short term – you never know. I mean, sure. it can be driven by news and...
0: I mean, you ever heard of a bubble? Maybe even Bitcoin? Uh, I, I mean, you know, I throw that out there as kind of a a uh, for instance, but reality is emotions can get carried away and you can see weird things happen in financial markets.
3: Well, and that's that, the Bitcoin phenomenon is, is interesting to me because it's... That clearly looks like a bubble. Right. Uh, whether or not it is at this point, I guess it's still a little bit uncertain, but... It's it has all the makings of the, you know, tulip bubble <laughs> back in the sixteen hundreds. Yeah. Um, so but it's
0: surely not related to tax at n- all. No, whatsoever.
3: No, it's not. Yeah. But so I mean, a lot of times you see the, these uh, bull markets that get killed. Just the fact that people are still questioning uh, when is it going to come down kind of gives me reassurance that we've got some room to run on it. Yeah. And the minute people are start worrying or start thinking that it's never going to come down. Is when it's going to come come back, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. Well, you know what we've seen this week. Uh, like I say, we had the Fed come out; they raised interest rates twenty five bits, but they also said that we don't have significant inflation. Yeah. We've got earnings growing uh, very strong. Usually, uh, what you see is economic growth pick up, and you know there's a lag effect. You start beginning to see inflation. After inflation gets to a certain point, then the Fed begins to to move to to uh, keep it in check. Uh, You know, if I was just throwing out an estimate, probably at least another year and a half of pretty significant growth in the economy, you know, before we had to see uh, the Fed really get too crazy and and, uh, bring rates up to the point where it has to throttle the economy. So uh, economic growth looks pretty good right now.
3: Yeah, and that's what, uh, you know, the the Republicans and and the White House are saying that, this tax bill should stimulate the economy even further and, and allow us to get to a point where GDP is growing at a much faster rate than it has been over yeah. the past, you know, eight to ten years. Right. Because what are we at, like two, two and a half percent on GDP?
0: Well, three percent in the last uh, recorded uh Measurement. Okay. So uh and and then, you know, it, it's expected to get higher even into two thousand eighteen, early two thousand
3: eighteen. So Yeah, and you know Trump um, wants to get it into four plus percent. And yeah, I'd
0: I would be surprised if we got that far. But uh even the Fed chair Yellen spoke of that, you know, couldn't really see how you get to four percent, but that is what's uh what's being talked about. Um we're at three now.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that you've got low unemployment but still no inflation, I mean, that kind of indicates that there's still some room for uh, wage growth. Sure. And yeah. once you start slack. seeing that, you should see people start to spend more money, and then that's when the inflation kicks in. So right. And the consumer's
0: of, healthy. I mean, we saw um, absolutely. You know, retail sales were positive in November, mm-hmm. better yeah. than expected.
3: Uh, So consumer discretionary companies have been performing pretty well. Yeah,
0: those cyclical kind of companies. So consumer discretionary and industrial companies is what we're talking about when we look at those. Um, Yeah, so, you know, all things considered. I I mean, if you wanted me to throw out a number uh, as to um, how much growth I would see, uh, I've read a whole lot on how much tax might boost the economy, how much it might boost earnings in uh, the S&P 500 i uh, I have seen numbers from it's not going to help at all up to about twenty percent. I think twenty percent is uh, uh way too positive uh but i wouldn't to see be surprised to see maybe a five percent five to eight percent increase from the from the uh changes in tax law there's a lot of companies out there that don't pay the top tax bracket but uh I think you know money coming back in from overseas and uh, and and truly putting us on more of an even playing field with uh, the rest of the world yeah. uh, is is a huge positive for our corporations in the United States. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I look at the numbers, Casey, you were hinting at this earlier. You know, I've, I've talked about it quite a bit. Uh, you look at the market relative to its long-term history of uh, price-to-earnings ratio, and uh, it, it's about 31% to 35%, just depending on what you're looking at. Um, at at a premium of of that level. So, uh, uh, you know, you look at uh, the forward PE where we're talking about the forecasted earnings, and it's not quite that bad, probably 17%, but it's still at a premium. So expectations are high, continue to be high. So uh, Part of the reason the prices are as high as they are. Um, But I think for good reason. You know, you talked about earnings growth. It's been significant lately and
3: could get even better. Absolutely. But, I mean, at the end of the day, this is why we do what we do. The financial planning is important. Absolutely. So if you if you're gonna need money in the next ten years, then don't have it in the market. Right. That way you don't have to worry about it. What, what happens with tax reform or any other, um, you know, legislative agenda? Yeah. Uh, um, you've got ten years to allow the market to recover before you have to go sell sell equities to uh, live off it.
0: And the equities markets are volatile. I mean, that's that's yeah. the thing. If that's you can't count on the the assets you have to uh, to. Uh, take care of your spending needs, and you need to put them into something that's less volatile. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's what we, we always you know our, our belief is that the market will be better 10 years from today than right. it is today. But what it's going to do in between that time?
0: Who knows? Yeah. Uh, well, we've got history to show that. We've mm-hmm. got a lot of statistics. Well, uh, guys, we got to wrap the show up, so you know what I'm going to ask. What do you think? KC market we'll up see, or down. I we'll
3: see a Santa Claus rally is going up.
0: Santa Claus rally. How about you, Jay? I'm going up. All right. So, quorum, we got uh, three say the market is higher next year. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening.
4: All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only.